Welcome to the Property Magic Podcast. My name is Simon Zucci, and in this podcast, I'm going to deep dive into the property investing strategies and investor mindset for my book, Property Magic. I will also share real estate investing hints, tips, and tricks, which I normally only share on my property mastermind mentorship. Hello, and welcome to episode number 189 of the Property Magic Podcast. In this episode, I'm going to compare the two popular strategies of serviced accommodation and houses of multiple occupation to try and answer the question, which is the best strategy? Now, in reality, they're both great strategies, and let me explain why. Now, first of all, they both give very high cash flow. They should make at least £1,000 profit per unit per month. What that means is you don't need many of these properties to completely replace your income. The next factor that's really important is because the cash flow is so high, they're not really affected by the high interest rates most mortgage companies are charging at the moment. If you're trying to buy a single let property, it's very difficult to get it to stack up because of the high interest rate. But because the cash flow is so high on HMOs and service accommodation, it really doesn't matter. The next point that's really important is there's really strong demand for both of this type of accommodation. First of all, let's look at SA. So the last couple of years, there's been this staycation boom. It's set to happen this year again because traveling internationally is expensive in terms of flights and also hotels are expensive. And actually, people like the idea of having their own self-contained unit. So I see the demand for staycations and holiday units going to be really popular still for the next couple of years. When it comes to HMOs, look, let's face it, we're in a bit of a difficult time with the economy, high inflation, we're in recession. And so a lot of people have to pull their belts in and try and save money. And living in your own apartment where you're paying the rent and the bills can be quite expensive. Living in a really nice high-end HMO not only gives you better quality accommodation, but actually at a more cost-effective rate. So as long as you have very good, high-quality HMOs, there's a really high demand for those. And as I've already touched on, I think both of these strategies are recession-proof, which is important because that's what we're in right now. Now, let's compare the two strategies to try and answer this question, which of them is best? So as I said, they both create really good income. You should be making at least £1,000 per month. And if you have larger service accommodation or larger HMOs, what we call mega deals, they could even make three to £5,000 profit per month. Now, it's probably not going to be your first deal, to be fair. But if you've got three or four properties, there's no reason why your next deal, when you have the right knowledge and education, shouldn't be a mega deal making three to five thousand pound profit. When we look at the two incomes, they're both very good. However, I think I prefer HMOs in terms of income because there are more steady incomes, more predictable. The thing about service accommodation, the income can fluctuate. You can have very, very good profitable months and you have some months that are not so profitable. So you need to take that into your calculations and factor that in and don't spend all the money when it comes in in the good months. Recognize you're going to have some that are not so good. Whereas HMO, the demand, the income is far more steady. Let's talk about tenants now. So in HMOs, you have tenants who are typically on a six-month contract, maybe 12, and at the end of that, it rolls on a month at a time. But this is their permanent residence where they are living. And that's the fundamental difference between HMOs and serviced accommodation, where the 
Clients are guests. They're not tenants. And very importantly, they are not living there as a permanent residence. That's really important because if it was a permanent residence, they would have normal tenant rights. So they do not have normal tenant rights in service accommodation because they are not permanent residents. That's a very important differentiation you need to understand. Now let's touch on finance. Well, when it comes to finance, again, I believe HMOs are better. Um, there are lots of lenders who will lend money to you to finance HMOs. Even if you have no property experience, there are a couple of lenders who you can have a brand new company, no experience, and they will lend you money for up to a six-bed HMO. Of course, there are some lenders who do want to see HMO landlord experience, but the point is there are some lenders who will lend you if you're completely new. When it comes to serviced accommodation, many lenders are really not up to speed on that. There's only a handful of lenders who will let uh, you rent it out in that way. Um, you need to make sure that it stacks up as a single let property for many of those lenders. And if you have a larger serviced accommodation building, it's more like a commercial property. Very often they will absolutely require a track record and also, they might want two or three years of accounts from that particular SA business just to show that it is a profitable business that they want to support. So I think financing for SAs is much trickier. When it comes to regulations, HMOs are highly regulated. Um, so obviously, you need to be aware of the regulations. Some new regulations came in in October 2018, introducing things such as minimum room sizes uh, and the number of tenants where you need to have a mandatory license. So when you're doing HMOs, very important to be aware of those minimum room sizes. There are lots of HMOs on the market right now for sale that are fully licensed HMOs, maybe five or six people. However, when the new buyer comes to renew that license, uh, maybe one or two of those rooms might not be quite big enough. So it's a little mistake that many people are making. So the good thing about HMO licensing is we know exactly where we stand. And it's unlikely that we're going to see many changes to HMO licensing over the next few years. Now, this is probably one of the big differences between HMOs and SA. At the moment, or over the last few years, SA has been a bit like the Wild West. There's been no regulation at all. You've had lots of people who are in the business, some of them doing good jobs, some doing not very good job at all. Um, however, that's all changing now. If you listen to my podcast last week, I was talking about the future of SA, talking about regulation coming in. There's going to be certainly uh, a register of all the SA properties, uh, probably licensing. They're creating a new planning class. Now, we're not exactly sure what's going to happen just yet. The government are still in consultation, but sure enough, regulation is coming. It's happened to Scotland, it's happening in Wales, and it's coming to England as well. Now, some people see this as a bit of a threat. I see this as an opportunity. So it's one of the benefits of SA. Many people will be put off by the new regulation. I think many people who are running SA units at the moment might close those down. So therefore, there might actually be less supply, but still the same amount of demand. So rates might go up. So it's an interesting thing, regulation. I think regulation is generally good, but because of the uncertainty, it might put a lot of people off. But as long as you know what you're doing, again, there's an opportunity here. The only challenge is we don't know exactly what's going to come into place until it actually happens. Now let's talk about management. Now, obviously, an HMO and service accommodation 
there's far more involved in the management than there is in a single let property. However, they're far more profitable. And the good news is you can get other people to manage those properties for you. So you don't need to be the person checking tenants in, sorting out the cleaners, etc. You can get other people to do that for you. Now, when it comes to HMOs, there are some letting agency I've seen who, who don't really understand HMOs and they want to charge like a 15% management fee because they think it's a lot more work. And it is more work than a single let. But I would suggest if someone's charged you that much, they don't really understand HMOs, don't recognize that it's a much higher rental income. And so I would steer clear of companies charging as much as 15% for HMO management. Most companies might be 10 or 12%. Or if you have a number of properties, I mean, I have my HMO management down as low as 8% plus fat, um, which I'm obviously very, very happy with. But 10 to 12% is, uh, is an average. When you look at service accommodation, because there's more churn of clients, there's more involved, there's more cleans, you've got to change the laundry, those kind of things, which are things you wouldn't normally do in an HMO, management agents will charge you more, typically 20%. I spoke to one of my clients the other day uh, who was being charged 30% and he was actually very happy because the person doing it was amazing, making sure the property was full a lot of the time and uh, really maximizing the revenue for both of them. However, I think 30 is a little bit on the steep side. 20% is probably more of a standard that someone's going to charge you to manage those SA units for you. So that still makes a lot of profit even on those figures. So to sum up all of this, we've talked about the differences in terms of income is very similar, but HMO is a bit more steady than SA. We talked about tenants, the major difference being that in an HMO, they're there for longer, they're permanent residents. In SA, they're not permanent residents. We talked about finance, saying, well, actually, HMOs are probably easier, more lenders open to that. They'll also lend if you have no track record with SA. There aren't as many lenders, and often you do need to have some track record and experience. We talked about regulation. HMOs are very highly regulated, probably not going to be much change there. Essays are not regulated right now, but regulation is coming. That's also a threat and also an opportunity. We talked about management, saying both of these can be managed by other people. So don't worry about using your time. Factor into your calculations that someone else should be doing it for you. So there are pros and cons of both of these strategies. I like both of them. I think they're both very profitable. Many of our students do both of these strategies. If I had to choose one or the other, I'd probably lean more towards HMOs uh, just because of the stability of the income, the fact there's a really good demand, there'll always be a good demand for them, and it's not quite as susceptible to changes in the economy and also changes in um, you know, legislation, etc. So in my view, I think HMOs are probably just about a better strategy. If you want to learn more about HMOs, I have some online training you can access. I have some uh, videos you can watch. Uh, and also we have a, a live webinar coming up soon where you can listen in and also get your questions answered. So if you want to register that, there's going to be a link in the show notes, but let me give you the domain name. So write this down. It's www.hmocourse.co.uk www.hmocourse.co.uk. Go and register there. Access the, the three training videos I have all about HMOs, plus get to come along to that live training. Uh, we can get your questions answered. So um, until next time, as ever, I encourage you to invest with knowledge, invest with skill. Thanks for listening to the Property Magic Podcast. To get this week's show notes, please visit www.propertymagicbook.co.uk 
forward slash podcast. You can contact me via LinkedIn. You can follow me on social media. And I highly recommend you subscribe to my YouTube channel to watch loads of valuable property trading for free. All of the details are available in the show notes. Until next time, invest with knowledge, invest with skill.